in the you know the whole plot process of foster care there's a lot of ministry to the birth parents also and so we were very hopeful but also hesitant Welcome to the Faith Without Fear podcast, a ministry of the First Baptist Church of Redlands, California. This podcast is hosted by Senior Pastor Sean Zambrose and Associate Pastor Nick Quint. In this episode, they are joined by Doug and Kathy Hubbard to talk about theology, life, and the blessing of adoption. So for those of you who don't know who Kathy and Doug Hubbard are, uh, we have them both of us today. And who are you guys exactly? Well, I am Doug Hubbard. Um, Many of you out there listening may have heard of my mother, Old Mother Hubbard. That's the joke that I say all the time. And um, as as a new dad, I now now have a stronger appreciation for those kind of of jokes, Doug. Thank you. (laughs) She never appreciated me calling her old mother Hubbard. Um, grew up in Denver, Colorado. Uh, went to college in Kansas. Seminary. Did an urban ministry emphasis in at Northern Baptist Seminary in Chicago. And then in the middle of my seminary, I I um, did a two stints with Christian ministry in the national parks at Yosemite National Park in 1984, the year the Olympics were here. And then in 1986, when I was done with seminary, I took a year to go to the Grand Canyon to serve on the team. And that's where Kathy and I met because she came to the Grand Canyon. So we live here in Southern California. Um, The story will get us to where we are with seven children. Um, And I'll let Kathy introduce herself now. I'm Kathy Hubbard. And I grew up all over the place, born in New York City, um, lived a lot of different places, went to high school in Asheville, North Carolina, college in Florida, and then decided to go to the Grand Canyon in 86 to serve on the Christian ministry team. And that's where I met Dad. And the reason we invited both of you on is because of many reasons. One, your expertise, and you're also just very fun people to sit and talk to. Mm-hmm. But a uh, specific uh, kind of thing Pastor Sean and I talked about was uh, your guys' passion in ministry as it relates to adoption. Um, and I was, and I, I think that's something that's just so valuable and so underrepresented just in the world. Uh, so why don't you kind of tell us that, how that, like your story as it relates to, to adoption and kind of how that has begun to kind of form both of you guys together. Well, way back when I was 11 years old, um, I was a big reader and really loved to just read any kind of book I found. And I happened to find a book, um, about a family called The Family Nobody Wanted. And um, I wasn't very particular about books. You know, I was this 11-year-old kid. So anyway, this book was written by um, a pastor's wife and her husband. um, And it was just about their journey for adopting children. And they were children that weren't the the kids that usually everybody wants to adopt. A brand new baby. um, And so I just really liked the book a lot. And I was not a Christian then. I did not grow up in a Christian home. So I, um, I remember being very interested in how this family lived their lives, but not really, because definitely the, the Christian 
uh, message was throughout the whole book um, about serving God and everything. But I didn't, you know, as 11 year old, I didn't really understand all of that. I just really felt that adopting was something I wanted to do when I grew up. <laughs> and they had gone through foster care also and adoption. So um, both of those foster care and adoption were in my mind. And um, that's just kind of, you know, as a kid, I just kind of kept thinking about that. And whenever I see um, an article or some, a story or a movie that included adoption, I was always interested in that and didn't really know how it would all play out. <laughs> um, but then I became a Christian when I was a teenager in Asheville, North Carolina. And then kind of things started falling into place. I was like, oh, and so I, re I remember rereading the book and oh, oh, that's what that is about. You know, it was very enlightening to me. And I really understood more about God's calling then. Um, but then of course I was just a high school kid. So um, finally, in college, um, again, I was just very called to that ministry. I was becoming a teacher. So I um, always loved to have to be involved in children's ministry. But I always thought that the best ministry would be just being able to do foster parenting and um, adopting eventually in your home. Because <laughs> it would just be more life-changing, more permanent. And so um, I kept thinking about all that. And then I met Doug. And Doug had not really thought about adoption, but of course that came up when we were talking just in general. And then At the Grand Canyon, I think. I don't, did we? I don't. I remember you saying you wanted to have animals. <laughs> I don't remember her saying she wanted to adopt. Yeah, I, I, I remember. I that happened somewhere in that conversation. I don't remember if it was at the Grand Canyon. I specifically remember a discussion when we were in Boston. Um, my parents had moved to Boston while I was in high school. No, while I was in college in Florida, they left North Carolina and moved to Boston. So I had gone to Boston to visit them. And then um, after I met Doug, he came to visit and meet, my, meet the parents kind of thing. And um, I remember walking the streets of Boston on some adventure and talking about adoption. Um, uh, I don't know if you do. That's probably where it happened. <laughs> That's so long ago. <laughs> yeah, that was the let's see, the winter of 87, when we would have been talking about that. So we were both open, but not really knowing exactly what would happen or how everything would work out. Mm -hmm. you wanna... And then in 80... 88 or 89, um, we were at a conference and there was a booth um, about uh, foster care within the church. Um, how you could be a foster parent. And at that time I was teaching first grade and loved it, but I really, that pull to adopt and become a foster parent and everything was very strong. And um, I just was drawn to that booth, of course. And then realizing, oh wait, there's a whole ministry where you can be um, supported in the church as you become a foster parent with the state. So I was like, oh, that sounds wonderful. And so we connected with them and started the process to become foster parents. Um, and uh, then uh, we also decided, well, we might as well try to have a biological baby too. And of course, we were blessed right away. <laughs> so then our foster care journey went on hold for about a year. And um, then we decided that when David was six months old, no, eight, eight months old, that we were ready. 
And that's when we got our first uh, foster child in 1991. Yeah, we got the call from Children's Bureau. That was our agency and they still exist. The organization that we connected with was ChildShare. Now they are Foster All. You can find them on the web at Foster All. Um, and they, they provided the support. So we started going to support groups, hearing the stories of other foster parents. We did some respite. It's a fancy word for babysitting of uh, other foster kids. So we got a little bit of practice. And then when David came, we had gone through the whole training process. And then Angelica came to us in September of 91. At two months old. At two months old. We picked her up at Children's Hospital. She had been through some physical abuse and and everything was set for her to go back to her parents. Her parents did everything they were asked to do. Three we visits had, yeah. a week. Yeah. Um, there was no drug abuse in this story, but there was physical abuse. So her parents did everything to get her back. And Sean probably remembers Angelica when she was a little, oh, yes. little <laughs> baby. We went on vacation together. Yes, we did. Yeah. So everything um, went as planned and um, Angelica was reunited with her birth parents when she turned two. So she was with us almost two years and we were in the, you know, the whole plot process of foster care, there's a lot of ministry to the birth parents also. And so we were very hopeful, but also hesitant, not really sure how it would go. But we, all we could do is trust and, and um, pray and hope for the best. And so we sent her off with lots of prayers and love. And we kind of sort of kept in touch. There was one visit with her um, during that, during this, well, she was with them for six months. And then she was reabused again. And we found out that this had happened, not from the county or a social worker or anybody, but um, the birth mom called from prison to say that she would like us to take Angelica back or get Angelica back. And so that's how we found out. So we were so thankful that we had a good relationship with them, that they trusted us and knew that we really loved Angelica, even in the midst of all that was going on. Um, they still reached out to us and it took a while. Um, she was in another foster home and it took a year for us to get her back or actually to have a visit. And then another few months before we were able to actually bring her back home. And um, then we were eventually able to adopt her and, and everything's been fine. Um, she never had to go back to her birth parents. So it ended up being a good story, but it was also painful and sad uh, but we stuck it out and now she's a mom and married and we're grandparents with, uh, you know, it's a very, very good healing um, ministry. When going back a little bit, when yeah. she was in that other foster home, we finally got the visit and it worked out that the foster mom was going to go on vacation for two weeks. And they said, would you be willing to have Angelica for two weeks? She'll go back but she can be with you. And so we had um, David, did we have Jennifer? Of course. We had Jennifer 
And, and we had another foster child too. We had another foster child. And, and so I remember um, she had come during the day when I was gone and I drove up and I heard her say, daddy's home. Mm-hmm. And she's like two, she and, two a and a half, half, two and a half at that point. And, and the light turned back on in her when we, she came to us for that two week break. She was kind of sad and kind of depressed. She wasn't her happy self. But in that two weeks, she came alive again. And when she went back to the foster home, they were like, who is this? She was wow. not the same child. Yeah. And actually, she was three by then. We, we were thinking, yeah, she was three because she had just celebrated her birthday, um, her third birthday. She and then we just started working on with the system and everybody to eventually get her placed back with us because they had no intention of adopting. They were just a foster home. And she grew up knowing her parents, her birth yes. parents, and yes. having having a, a a relationship with them, right? Somewhat. I, mean, um, I know that I remember them coming to pa- birthday parties, yeah. things like that. Right? Yeah, birthday and Christmas um, mm-hmm. were the two visits, and it was a you know we always made sure that Angelica was always with us. Um, we never had a visit, you know, they never had a visit without us there. Right. Um, And eventually um, the birth mom uh, got in, I don't remember what happened, but she left. (laughs) And so she was kind of out of the picture for many years, but her birth father, since high school, since high school, but her birth father and her, she has a a brother, a full bio brother, a younger brother, and they came to her wedding and um, there's been visits through the years with them. Yeah. And so now Angelica's an adult, so she just has her own friendship with right. them. I think she communicates with her um, bio brother more than she does with her biological father. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, uh, but Angelica was the first. Yes. Um, and so at this point you have three children. The, yes. the foster child you had at that point uh, when you just had that, that foster child for a, temp, uh, a short well, time. We, and we, we, I gave birth to another child. Right. So, right. It's yeah. Jennifer. So yeah, now it's you have Jennifer. And then we, child. then we had a foster child who was the same age as Jennifer. Yeah. Um, David, Angelica and Jennifer are all just, uh, want a few months apart and then a year apart, two years yeah. apart. So they're all, yeah, they're all close in age. And then right. we had a, that foster child for a year and a half. And okay. she successfully reunited with her birth mom. Okay. And we haven't really had any contact with them. Mm-hmm. And then we took a little break until our kids started school, elementary school. And then we um, said, okay, we're ready again. And we got um, a little newborn baby, Matthew. And that was in 1997. Yeah, Matthew was born in downtown LA and uh, was left at the hospital by his mother. So she went to the hospital, gave birth and walked or left the hospital, left him at the hospital. And we never had any contact with her or Or anybody in the family. So very different from Angelica where we were seeing the parents all, all the time through the process. There was never even a thought that he would be returned when, when we got him, we knew we'd probably be adopting him. Yeah. And he's 22 now. <laughs> right. So, and then, so you- then 
after that, oh, so we you took a long break after that. Yeah, we took a long break. We said, well, I don't, I don't think we're ready to do this again until the older three get into college this time. <laughs> so that's what we did. We had Matthew at home with us for just a few months while the three were all in college together. And at that time, we were also taking classes and everything. We had to start all over in the sort of recertification and everything with foster care. Uh, but that was good because it had been a while. So uh-huh. we went through the whole process again. And, and then we said, okay, we're ready. And just before Christmas, we got, um, uh, we got the phone call about a little baby. Christmas of 2010. Yeah, 2010. Phone call yeah. about baby. And Matthew was in high school by this time, right? Oh, uh, junior high. Middle school. Or elementary school. What was he in? I don't even know. <laughs> that was 10 years ago. So he would have been 12. Okay. So middle school? I think that's middle school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you got this uh, this little one? Yeah. And um, and then when we, we, you know, we were very open, as always, to um, reunification and working with the birth family and having a successful um, foster care experience where the child stays with us for a while and then is reunited successfully. And we thought that would be happening um, initially. Um, uh, Isabella came from with her birth mom's teen mom. And she, um, we just thought, well, you know, she's going to figure everything out and work hard and be able to get her back. But it just didn't happen. And uh, so we were able to adopt Isabella. And, but first, um, her, uh, when, we, when Isabella came to us, the birth mom was pregnant. So a few months after we had um, Isabella, then Zoe was born. And we got her right from the hospital as a newborn. And uh, so we had their one year apart. And um, a few months after, well, Zoe was probably about a year, a year old, um, we were able to adopt Isabella. And then um, a few months after that, we were able to adopt, adopt Zoe. And then uh, birth mom gave birth again, and we were able to adopt Rose. So we have, they're, they're all one year apart. Um, they're right now 10, nine, and eight. So it's been a very great blessing. And for now, I think we're done. <laughs> thank you for listening to the faith without fear podcast a ministry of the first baptist church of redlands california our music was composed and written by garrett sampros if you're looking for a church home we encourage you to browse our website at www.fbcredlands.org where you will find our sermon series and links to our youtube channel